Welcome to my podcast, Discover the Hidden Potential of Your Mind. My name is Angelica and I'm a relationship coach and belief change coach. And today's topic is the five love languages. Have you ever noticed how powerful words are? Critical or harsh words can have a strong negative effect, right? And words of love and affirmation, on the other hand, have a strong, powerful vibration that deepens our love and our connection in relationships. And one of the five love languages that Gary Chapman, in his bestseller from 1995, mentions are words of affirmation. It's unbelievable that this book is already 23 years old. That's when it was first published. And it's still very current and has helped countless people understand that we have different ways of expressing our love and affection. I personally feel seen and heard and appreciated and most safe with a partner who is able and willing to express his love and appreciation through words. So that means expressing his feelings. I want to know what he thinks and feels, good and bad. Affirming my actions and accomplishments, so something like, you did that so well, or I'm proud of you for, or a compliment is always good. So something like, your hair looks nice today, or I like when you wear that shirt, you look very sexy. I'm sure you get what I mean. So words are the surest way to connect with me. So my primary love language is words of affirmation. And maybe you are also somebody who feels a strong connection and heart opening when you're hearing kind and loving words. When I feel disconnected, it's obvious because my partner and I had no opportunity to speak. However, that feeling of disconnect is remedied also very quickly with a loving text, a phone call, or some time to set aside to speak and to engage in a, in a close, intimate communication. A superficial communication won't do it, but a communication where you're really connecting. And relationship guru Dr. John Gottman has shown how destructive negative interactions are. He has shown this in his research. And he points out that it takes five positive comments to negate one negative or to outbalance a negative one. On the other hand, regular loving and understanding verbal interactions create something like an account of affection that we have for each other. You have to imagine it's similar to a bank account. And we can draw on that account of affection in challenging or stressful times. So another love language is physical touch. If that is your primary love language, you might reach out to your partner to touch, to hug or to hold hands, and it makes you feel safe, perhaps calms you down to be touched. And without touch, you tend to feel unappreciated, unloved or disconnected from your partner. And if touch doesn't make you feel good or better, but you are with a partner who needs this touch, you might have to remind yourself to reach out on a regular basis. Gary Chapman says, your emotional love language and the language of your spouse may be as different as Chinese from English. I love that quote because it illustrates so clearly that, yeah, it might be hard for us to understand Chinese because we haven't learned it. But once we're practicing, we're getting better and better at it. 
And most of us are multilingual anyways when it comes to expressing affection. We might speak two or three love languages quite well, but we usually have a primary one that we will need to receive or that we default to in terms of expressing our affection. So we had two already, words of affirmation and physical touch. A third love language is the one of giving love through acts of service. That means you or your partner might cook fabulously, keep everything neat and tidy in the house, run the kids around whenever they need a ride, uh, repair things around the house, and so on. In my experience, this is a love language you tend to overlook and take for granted. Because think of it, when have you last told your spouse how grateful you are for something they do for you or for the family? And if their love language is not words of affirmation, can you express your appreciation for their acts of service in their way? Touch, a gift, another service. Or perhaps your primarily experience of being loved is when you're spending quality time together. That's our fourth love language. Engaging in cultural or recreational activities together on a regular basis. That's an important way to stay connected. Um, the saying, couples who play together stay together, is a testament to how important spending quality time is. Even when we're parents and our priority is to spend family time, especially when the kids are still very young, we also need to make time for each other for a date night or some other one-on-one -on -one time with our partner. And then the fifth loved language is giving or receiving gifts. That was actually my mom's love language when she wanted to show her affection. I always knew that a gift that she was giving me meant I was thinking of you. That's why I bought you something. And I found when I work with clients that occasionally I come across someone who's looking down on that love language of gifts They will say something like, I don't want him to buy me something. I want words of affirmation. I want his help. I want to spend time with him, that sort of thing. So they're perceiving that love language of giving gifts as not meaningful or less meaningful than their love language. And I often summarize the book for five love languages for my clients, in particular when someone is sitting in front of me who's deeply convinced that their partner or their parent or their child, their loved one, does not love them, not really in the way that they should. Because the truth is that there is no right way to express love. However, there are these five main love languages we all speak some with more skill and enjoyment, others with less. So let's go through them one more time. Um, the order is a little bit different now that I want to go through them again. Love language number one, words of affirmation. So that means compliments, affirmations, kind words. An action through which you could express words of affirmation is to send someone a note, a loving little note, or a card, 
a wonderful Valentine's card, that sort of thing. And what you want to avoid with this person is harsh criticism. So gentler starts up when you have a complaint. Be aware that you want to get it across gently. Love language number two, spending quality time. So that means one-on-one -on -one time. No other people around. Um, not interrupting each other, not being interrupted. Really face-to-face -face con connection and conversation. And things you could do to spend quality time is, is just do things together that you both enjoy. Take long walks together, take trips, make time. And what you want to avoid with somebody whose love language or primary love language is quality time is long periods of being apart or spending more time with friends than with your partner. That would certainly drain that love connection with this person. Love language number three, receiving gifts. So this is a very fact-oriented, positive, direct way You give gifts on special occasions, but also on not so special occasions. So the little something in between that would really let this person know that you're thinking of them, that you love them. And what you absolutely want to avoid is forgetting special days or, you know, last minute gifts, gifts that seem uh, thoughtless, that sort of thing. Love language number four, acts of service. So a way that you could speak this language is that you could ask, what can I do for you? Or what else can I do for you? That you say, I will do this or that. I can do this or that for you. Because helping with the house and the yard, that is the way to express your love to this person. So repairing something, maintaining something, any acts of kindness, of help, of support, even something like giving the person a massage. And what you want to avoid is ignoring your partner's requests for help. Because for them, it's really important that when they need help and you say, I'm going to do this, that you really do this. Love language number five, physical touch. And that's independent from sexual touch. So that touchy-feely, uh, non-verbal connection. Um, touching, hugging, kissing. And what you want to avoid with a person whose love language or primary love language is physical touch is physical neglect or abuse. Not reaching out. So just remind yourself that if your partner needs physical touch, it's, it's easy and quick to reach out and it makes a huge difference for them. We have to keep in mind that everybody automatically expresses their affection in whichever way they have learned to or are most comfortable with. However, we can learn our partner's love language and strive to speak it more, even if it does not come natural to us. Since we're just dealing with different languages, we can make an effort to speak the other person's language and we can appreciate the way in which they are expressing their affection. 
So it helps to figure out what your primary love language or love languages are and which one or ones your partner uses. And then compare them. Is it really true that they do not show you their love or are they just speaking a different love language? And I have had partners throughout my life who were not comfortable expressing emotions and were actually suspicious of hearing affirmations or compliments. Instead, they had another primary love language like acts of service or giving gifts. They would, for example, do something practical as their only expression of love or they would buy me a gift. And sometimes I have to admit it was hard for me to understand that their language was simply different because I was starving so much for those words of affirmations for those conversations. But what if we could graciously accept a different love language while having an open conversation with our partner about what makes us feel most loved? So what is your preferred love language? Which language do you like to use? Which do you like to receive? Sometimes they're not identical. And what is your partner's love language or languages? What is your daughter's or son's primary love language? And how can you learn to understand or even speak each other's languages? I know your time is really valuable and I appreciate that you listen to this podcast. If you're interested to find out more about me and what I do, You can either come in for individual sessions or as a couple for relationship coaching. And you can check out my website, greendoorrelaxation.net, for further information. You can give me a call at 905-286-9466. Or you can send me an email to greendoorrelaxation at yahoo.ca. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.